classmates? I am Tongwa, and today on the Culture Class Podcast, we are talking to the second act women, phenomenal women who are all about hashtag normalizing aging. And I'm here for all of it. Please welcome Barbara Brooks and Guadalupe Hertz. I hope I said your last name properly. You did. You got all over yeah. it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get right into it and we're going to talk about all the things. But first things first, how did you two meet? <laughs> we we met when I was still in corporate America. So we met when I was working uh, um, at a shopping center as director of marketing and business development. And she was um, working on a project that that in mutually we were sharing in a sense. And so uh, so I met her then, and that was in 2010. Wow. And uh, yeah, when I became an accidental entrepreneur in 2011, then you know, projects started getting bigger and I decided, Hey, maybe I should call that one lady that I had met when I was at the mall. (laughs) Wait, so you guys didn't like become best friends. And then the business came, it was more like, I know this lady and I feel like she probably could like make (laughs) that in combination with, you know, after a couple of drinks, we were hanging out and we're like, she's pretty good to hang out with. She's got, you know, not only smarts, but she's fun. Win-win combo. Exactly. Wow. And, and so I think I'm hearing you, you both sound like you have a solid friendship. And I think a lot of times when you work with people, they establish a connection be, be, um, beyond just maybe what the business is all about. I feel like oftentimes that sets a, a nice base for everything else. Oh, couldn't agree more. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's interesting. I feel like anybody that goes into work with someone that they don't know or care about, um, in my opinion, it is is up for a rocky road. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel sometimes, you know, even though it, it definitely can be stressful and there's a lot of growth that comes with it, I think Barb and I have have learned to create space for each other and mutual respect. That even though we, uh, you know, we agree to disagree on on, on several uh, several things, and I think um, we just at the end of the day recognize that we're both trying to do our best, and and we see that. And I think when you come at it from a friendship lens, uh, it lends to a more kind of just beautiful understanding of valuing the other person as a person first versus just another employee or um, work partner. Yeah. And you can have shared experiences too, which I think you both have to have to to tie into this vision that you both Mm -hmm. have for Second Act, and which I think is a really good segue into what the business actually is about. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a company that is really working, as you said at the, at the top was, is it's about normalizing aging because you know, we giggled at the beginning uh, before we even hit record that we're aging as we're talking. Mm-hmm. So not quite sure why it's a problem for society because everyone is going to be a Betty White and has the opportunity oh. to potentially live right to 99. So, <laughs> so, um, so, but what we discovered back in 2018 when we were creating the company is that ageism, gendered ageism in particular is a major, major problem. And then with the two of us, you add in the flavor of our skin and that makes me like That's her marketing yes. spinning on words, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, but the focus is regardless of shade, the really focus of our company is really to help women over 40 and 50 advance themselves, whether it be in business, because more women over 40 and 50 are starting businesses than any other demographic group. 
you know, pre-COVID, it was 1,220 businesses a day. And then with the great resignation that's happening, and, and for us, it's a great push out because they're pushing a lot of us out mm-hmm. over 40 and 50 women and men, you know, we decided we would do something. So we, we, we are working hard to help the entrepreneur, the new entrepreneur, and also the career woman who has no uh, wants or desires to go into corporate America. And so Lupe, you know, you could tell them how, how it is we're doing that. Yeah. You know, and before we move on to that, by the way, I'm cracking up. Can I just say, let me crack up because my 84 years mother is visiting me right now. This is a sign of how aging doesn't matter. She is watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Nice. (laughs) Well, if you hear something in the background. (laughs) That is is the truth there. Like literally just had to mute it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, Tongwa, the, the reality is that I think society has not caught up with the pace of aging mm-hmm. and the pace of life right now. Like we are living such dynamic lives. We're we're out there climbing 14ers, we're out there watching RuPaul at 84. We're like doing right? so many amazing things. Yeah. And yet society continues to say, Oh, you're, you know, you're you're over 40. So now you should be doing XYZ. It's almost like this um misunderstood age, you know, generationally passed down aged, you know, idea of what aging is, but no one has really kind of taken the time to recognize that, you know, we're doing all these amazing things out there. And so our whole goal is to integrate life with work and career and make sure that we create spaces that um, are pro-age in mentality and approach and give women as well as the world beyond our community, um, a new perspective and, and hopefully a new way to look at aging because like Barb was saying, we're all going to do it. So yeah. how do we get the job done? The job done. I mean, we, we are just answering all my questions before they come out. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. <laughs> we get so excited. I knew, Well, girl, you can tell we don't like what we do. Right. Why you even here? <laughs> I know. So, so our whole content and our whole kind of community is really anchored on three key pillars. Mm-hmm. And that is focused on, on work, which encompasses the entrepreneur and the corporate woman um, money because girl, we got to get paid for what we do, right? No matter if you're creating impact work, money talks, and it is what is going to advance women and close that that gender pay equity issue that we currently have. And then lastly is life. The whole idea of just middle lessons being a life stage for us, that is just like adolescence. There's a lot of growth, a lot of opportunity, a lot of just beautiful things happening that we haven't been there, done that yet. So we want to create the space for people to um, normalize conversations, everything from menopause to caregiving to, you know, whatever it might be, but helping women recognize that. So we use these three pillars to kind of really inform the content that we bring to our community, which really kind of focuses on, on conferences, on courses, workshops. Uh, so in essence, the programming that um, can allow them to, to access and kind of self-direct where they want to go in their journey. And then we also provide the community, which is really anchored in our Facebook group, because um, uh, uh, we have one that's kind of generally open to the public, but then we have also one that um, is through our membership program called the Insiders. And then um, we have tools. So we provide different t- access to different types of resources. So whether that's video library, um, printables, downloadables, um, Honestly, it's a medley of just different, uh, you know, tools and programs and support systems to really help our women uh, own and and self-direct their second act. How are you hearing from the people that are engaging with your community um, how this is changing the way that they think about themselves first? Because I think a lot of, especially as women, like often women are put in 
boxes, all kinds of boxes, right? We're yeah. supposed to make babies, but we're supposed to also like be the career woman in this day and age. And like, mm-hmm. how do you marry all of those things? And and sometimes as you get older, those those kind of questions compound on each other, right? So what are you hearing from your community as to how this is actually changing their day to day? Oh, yes. Uh, well, I could tell you our business owners are mostly they're excited right now about having a community that is just for them, where we can talk and be real about all the things from mental health to menopause. So they're actually excited about learning and hearing and sharing even their knowledge with a community that cares, that's willing to listen and not see them as invisible, because that's that's what corporate America and society and even the VC world sees us as invisible. Whereas Luba and I like to say we're more invincible. We just need to be seen as so. So first off, they're enjoying the community and the networking and the opportunity to meet others like them, no matter where they are in the world, because we, you know, the community is now gone worldwide. Um, the other part of it is they like the idea. So we have not stopped learning. Matter of fact, we, it's kind of like we're going through a, um, a, we're going through middle lessons. Hmm. So we're going through a time where, we are enjoying learning more about our careers, about ourselves, about starting companies. And we are absorbing so much information that, um, you know, it's exciting for them to get that information from someone or a company that's focused solely on that generation. So it's led by people that are like them 80% of the time. And they also get the opportunity to lead in their expertise, in their expert areas. And because a lot of these women, when they're coming from corporate, that other side of the, the entrepreneurs that we help, they're coming from corporate. So their wheelhouse may be marketing or digital marketing mm-hmm. or accounting only. Because when you're working in corporate, you have other people, other departments that are handling that. Mm-hmm. They're experts in those other fields. And now we're being pushed out we're starting our own companies because we want to, and we don't want to work yeah. for anyone anymore. Next thing you know, we're having to learn all those things about QuickBooks, about HubSpot, about CRM systems. Yeah. So, um, and by the way, we're analog natives. So I want to make sure that it's being said to the class that, you know, pay attention. Millennials <laughs> are, are digital natives and we're analog natives. Yeah. So we are tech savvy. Yeah. <laughs> I have to make that point, but you know, there's don't that. Get it twisted and then, now. <laughs> say that again. I said, don't get it twisted. We <laughs> know some things, right? Right. <laughs> um, Lupe, do you have anything more to add to that? Yeah, you, you know, I think overarching is just create a sense of belonging. You know, for women over 40 right now, I think a lot of our women too just say, Hey, you know what? It's nice to know I'm not alone. And then I can actually rely on someone, whether it's for professional, personal knowledge, you know, life crises. I mean, the idea that you can now tap a community that's nearly 8,500 strong across different platforms and be able to say, I'm struggling with this and have people say, me too. Here's what I tried. You know, this idea that now I did, I did this and it worked. Exactly. There's such rich potential in, in just like mind share, you know, sharing what you've learned uh, because we all bring a wealth of knowledge and perspectives and to now pull that into one community is super powerful. So I'm hearing like, you know, all of these amazing things and I, I can't even begin to imagine like, you know, the breadth of, of impact that this is having across, you know, all of the people that you're supporting. But I, I can't help but think that the guys may have it easier a little bit, right? The guys, the 40 plus guys 
once you grow that grace double, like I feel like there's just something that happens and everybody's suddenly paying attention. But do you find that you're just- <laughs> Right. Oh, I love that. That is so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. But I'm serious. So, like, do you find that you're you're having to maybe speak a little louder about this um, in yeah. you know the communities that you're you're sharing your experiences with, or even who you're trying to shake into paying attention? Yeah, it's interesting. We actually pitched a story. Speaking of gray and stubble, we pitched a story <laughs> in the Denver market because we're in Denver. That's where our home base is, and. To a local station, they were really excited. The reporter, who was a general, it was a man, was mm-hmm. really excited about the story about how women, when they're going, had been growing out their gray mm-hmm. uh, because they got, you know, it's the COVID. Everybody was, you know, they didn't need to die anymore. Yeah. Camera, and then a lot of them started feeling better about themselves and started loving their gray. Um, or they just didn't feel like going to get it dyed. So the story was, right? Yeah. yeah. So the story was that, you know, women, uh, it was kind of two parts that women are owning their gray and owning who they are and owning their age with that gray. And then the other side of the story was that they were also scared to go back into corporate with the gray. So do they need to now change their hair color back? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The story got scrapped. We had all the ladies in one room ready to go of every shade of gray you could imagine. And the story got scrapped because a, an assignment uh, editor, producer, I'm sorry, probably just didn't think it was an important story yeah. when it was. So give you any yeah, reason at all? Or did you just like, well, sorry. No, we even pitched it to an LA station who also had interest, the reporter did, and still never went any further. We're not going to drop it because we're PR and marketing people. We think it's an important message. But the fact is men are known as sexier. uh, That's exactly. Yeah. You know, savvier, whatever it may be when we have all of that, if not tenfold more than that, you know, and it's, it's just hair. It's just a hair color. That's all it is. That's all it is. It has no bearing on who you are, what you can accomplish. I'm not full gray because I personally like this shade with a spike of gray. Now, when I'm ready to go lighter, I'm going to go all gray. So it's just a color. That's all it is. But But it makes us age. But Barb makes a great point too. Like, say. I mean, we talk about ageism, but there's a, I mean, with ageism parallels lookism too, mm-hmm. right? This idea that how you look is how you're perceived. And we still, for some reason, talking about those unchecked generationally passed down biases that we all have, um, people still look at you and they judge you on your cover, period. You know, even though they're not going to have that forever youthful face you know, in five years, 10 years, whatever. Right. So it's just interesting that, you know, the, um, the adjectives that men get when they're like, Oh, they look debonair. They look distinguished. They look this, Mm -hmm. that women look tired. They look older. They look, you know, it's just, um, it's just an unfortunate reality that I think, you know, we live in this youth obsessed world. And so women carry the brunt of that burden thinking that we forever have to perpetually be, you know, young and beautiful and, and it's just not fair. It really is not. Like the age-defined products that are out there, yeah. age-defined. Yes. We're going to turn another. We're turning. We're aging. Why defy it? 
you know, you, all you of those things. About, no matter how hard you try, you can't, you just cannot do it. It's not possible. Yeah. And those, those mm-hmm. comments, those, those comments that I used to get that I used to love, you look really great for your age. You used to love that and <laughs> eat it up. Cause that to me said, oh, okay. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> this is what 55 looks like. So 55 yeah. is the new 55. So it's not that I look good for my age. I just look good, good. good. Yeah. at 55. I'm a yeah. That's right. like a mic drop moment right there. <laughs> I mean, I have wrinkles here somewhere. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Jeez. It really does not. So like, so a little bit of, so we, we pivot a little bit from the guy's perspective to the yeah. young people, right? So I can imagine the millennials going, what are you even talking about? Like you were saying earlier, like, uh, we are the analog generation. You guys are the digital, we're the analog. So we do know some things, right? But do you do you find that like, or even is there any kind of uh, effort to get young people to start thinking about when they do age, especially young women, um, now millennials and Gen Zs, to start thinking about like, you can't define yourself by how you look now. Is there any kind of effort, you know, in that regard? You know, well, so let me reframe this in just a a slightly different way. So we also recognize that there is also reverse ageism, right? And I'm sure that if you've got millennials on this podcast, they're going to totally relate to that. You're too young. You don't have experience. You don't know this. You don't know that. Does that opinion even matter? You know, we recognize. So I would say the best experience for you to take is if you've endured that, Imagine that on the reverse. Yeah. So the idea that you're now judging me because I've got too much experience, that I look a certain way, that I, I'm past my prime. So if you've experienced reverse ageism, it's the same bucket that you would experience as, a, as you know, someone 40, 50 plus. So I would say, look at life, look at other people through that lens. And if you don't like being on the receiving end of that, Thank then you. practice what you preach and make sure that we don't pass that board. Your mic drop. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Um, okay, so loving this. Um, I'm gonna turn it into maybe a little bit of more of a personal, you know, touch, right? So you I, I think I saw someone on your Instagram, like, or you did mention um after you lost your job and you're unable to get hired. What was that experience like for either or both of you? Um <laughs> no, uh, um I I just couldn't find a job back in corporate America. And so, um, and I, you know, had several accolades. I had international marketing awards in what I had done. And so I just couldn't get back in. I I was getting all of these, um, look at my mom's trying to, uh, chime in. She said, overqualified, (laughs) (laughs) overqualified, underqualified, uh, you know, uh, not so a culture what would happen? Fit. Would you just go in the interview and then they would just call in and say, sorry, girl, if I got the interview, if I even got the interview, frankly, with, um, with yeah, and I used to get, I used to kill interviews. I used to get them and then either, you know, get the job or at least come in the top two to three. Um, or at least that's what they would tell me, but yeah, no. And so, I mean, I put my picture on, I'm going to be real put my picture on there because that was a time when I was like, Ooh, I look good for my age. So I was trying to look younger, not Mm -hmm. even thinking that's what I was doing it for, but also showing that I was a black woman too. So I was hoping all of those would help me get through the door and get that interview, frankly. And nope. And so that's when, you know, the decision was made to take an idea off the shelf and just create my own space 
um, and bring this woman along with me if she would say if she would say yes to it because we had consciously uncoupled from our previous um, job, our previous. I told you, we're legit, legit, legit workwise. I told you, <laughs> legit. It's legit. Wow, it's it was too that legit kind of to quit. <laughs> Was that kind of a similar experience for you, Lupe? So, so because I've always been on the entrepreneur side, I wasn't trying to return to corporate. I was just trying to get in. Like, I mean, I, I have been, you know, at that point, I'd been an entrepreneur for like 21 years, 20 over a little over 20 years. And so I think I was just burnt out on the grind of trying to wear all the hats. And so I figured, okay, hey, I've accomplished a lot. I've got 20 some odd years in my belt, the diverse, you know, industry experience. No brainer. This is going to be like, you know, slam dunk. And, you know, to Barb's kind of comment, it was just so serendipitous. We both were experiencing receiving the Dear Jeanette letters, uh, you know, that it just wasn't a fit. And so uh, for me, it was more of just a, you know, part of the French, but like, oh shit moment. Like, what am I going to do then? You know, like these companies aren't hiring me. I, I'm not going to get any younger. So what am I going to do? And, you know, it just, you know, God have it. it he, she, you know, Barb was kind of setting off her path to kind of take second act women to the next level. And it just resonated because I was personally going through it. And, and we started realizing that this wasn't our experience alone. Why yeah. call it second act? Because we are literally in our second, you know, the second act of life. This is the second phase. Once you hit 40, especially 50, that is the second half of the life. And you almost feel as if it really is a new renaissance for you. Like, it's amazing how you just, and, and actually this feeling of wanting more, wanting to do something different comes at different times. Yeah. Mine came later um, than, than most, but, you know, I mean, it came at 51 is when I decided, you know, that I wanted to do this thing, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, as we said, it's, it's middle essence. It's like a new awakening, a new, a second, it's like football. It's the second half of football. And, you know, as I like to say, a lot of games are won, especially Denver Broncos. Well, except for this season. I was going to say, <laughs> and last season. <laughs> Um, are one in the second half. Let's just say during the Peyton days. How about that? <laughs> That's accurate. That's accurate. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm going to give you both um, some scenarios. Okay. My mom is 50. Oh my God. My mom is going to be like, you don't know how old I am. Uh, <laughs> 1970. What's that? 54, 51? I don't 51. know. 51. Did you say 1970? Mm-hmm. She's 51. Okay. About. My mom is 51, yeah. right? And she goes through these phases where she's like, okay, I want to start this thing. You know, she likes interior design and decor and all these things and she always wants to start it. But then, you know, it's always just an idea. How, what's your, I, I'm, so let's say my mom is attending one of your conferences. What's top two things you would tell her to do? She's, it's got to eventually, at least for me, it's got to get to the point where either something has happened mm -hmm. in a good or a bad way. And for me, it was when I couldn't get a job and it was the idea that I needed to do something was guttural. Like it had been in my, like your mom, I had had this idea of creating a company for women for four or five years that this poor woman had to hear about and other friends always, 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 you know, talking about it. And until I got that final shove mentally and I started reading. So in my opinion, it's 
reading, and, and I mean the Brene Browns, mm-hmm. the Jensen Charos, the books that really help you get out of your headspace and into life. That's what I, it just started boiling up in me. I started, and then I started talking to friends and they were like, you need to do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Finally, I said, I'm going to do it. And I jumped over fear. So my, mine is, it's not going to happen until you finally get out of your head and say, it's time mm-hmm. to do it and yeah. stop being fearful or stop being holding yourself back from that thing. Because sooner or later, somebody else might jump on that idea that your mom has and make a million bucks doing yeah. it. And then oh, she's going to uh, be like, what? Yeah. You don't want those shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And let me yeah. tell you, life, <clears throat> it is too short in a sense, even though we still have 40, 50 more years on this earth, if we're and like the Betty Whites, right. but so you got to do what you got to do now and enjoy it. And so my second tip builds on her first tip. Like, it's like, we're like, tell you, this is why I say we are this is totally <laughs> just like work wise. Mine would be is like, once you have reconciled that within yourself, Sometimes we need that nudge to kind of make it, you know, move us forward. So sometimes what stands in, in fear is that we second guess ourselves, right? Like, I don't have experience. I don't have the skills. I don't have this. But girl, let me tell you, your mom probably has some wicked amount of skills that if she actually sat down and took stock of it, she would be like, oh, I can totally crush this. So it would be a matter of taking an inventory of what you've accomplished in your professional life, sitting down and understanding what your hard skills are, what your soft skills are, what, you know, what jobs have you helped, what type of, you know, um, accomplishments you've been able to, what are your, you know, how are you learning? What are you, you know, applying? What did you do during the pandemic that maybe advanced your career, education, all of that. Once you have this litany of like, I'm pretty amazing person written down in front of you, then it's a matter of connecting the dots. Then it's a matter of saying, okay, if this is what I want to do, I've got this foundation. What am I missing to get me to where I want to go? So it's understanding what is the requirements of maybe the position that I'm wanting to apply for, the job, the the business that I want to launch, and then building a like detailed approach, a, a, a business plan or your own, you know, chart or journey to say, hey, how am I going to move from A to get me to where I want to go? And then do it. And then do it. do it. Do like <laughs> Nike and just do it. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scenario number two. Um, I watched this TV show on TV land called Younger. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the TV. So uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. So you know, probably I don't want to watch just way too much TV, girl. I'm single, <laughs> so that's all I do. I'm not yeah. the reality. No, yeah, I don't do the reality. No shade. <laughs> I don't. Um, but so Younger, the premise of Younger is, you know, exact same scenario. Can't find a job. You know, she was married, did the stay-at-home wife thing. Daughter is now in college. Now she wants to go back into, I think it's publishing and she can't find a job. So she like fakes her age and gets hired. And so now she spends a whole, the whole TV show battling young versus old. That's what the premise is, right? And so this scenario is you are, not you, but you are 50 and you're actually quote unquote, passing for a 25 year old, which means you're dressing like a 25 year old would. You are half of the time, not really up on the social media things. Um, And this could just be, you know, any 50 year old who just feels like they're 25. And so they behave like a 25 year old. And then someone makes a snide comment. What's your snide comment as in like, okay, what are you doing? Or like, you need to dress for your age or, you know, some, Mm -hmm. some type of comment that is just not cool. Okay. What's your snapback to that person? Let's say they say you need. Hey, to- well, first of all, style style doesn't have an age. 
So boom, boom. That's see, that's right. one it really doesn't have your personal style is your personal style. Right. And mm-hmm. listen, you could rock a mini skirt or a pair of long pants or some skinny jeans and a leather jacket. Um, so, you know, in a, in a graphic t-shirt, doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. That is a matter of my choice. Not- so I wouldn't say it that, you know, <laughs> that in your face. But <laughs> yes, you would, Barb. What are you talking about? Yeah, I just might. Sometimes some people you're not the person. I just might. Sometimes people won't get it if you don't like do the snap at the end of the. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny because I get as a I'm five foot eleven. Mm-hmm. Prime example of I love to wear heels. Mm-hmm. I used to, I you know I would get oh. why are you wearing heels? So that's tall. the same thing because mm-hmm. that's my size. Mm-hmm. That's my personal style. Just because I'm five foot eleven doesn't mean I need to be wearing flats. So just because I'm fifty five or fifty doesn't mean I can't rock a cute little you know skirt and some leather boots and you know. What's your comeback, girl? I'm so just lame with comebacks. I'm <laughs> like I'm not gonna. I mean, mine really is kind of online with what Barb would say. I was trying to hear going, oh my gosh, what would I say? What would I say? <laughs> you know, I feel like you know, I think it, it it just comes down to like you do you, I'll do me. Thanks. Ooh, that's a good that's one. It. That's a good one. That's yeah. a very good one. <laughs> I mean, um, to throw, to I drop. On it. Like we don't, yeah, we don't, you know, I think if people spent more time, you know, monitoring their own comments, monitoring their own, you know, thoughts before they actually spoke, the world would be a better place. Oh, I wish that would happen. I'm on Twitter a couple of times a day and I wish people would learn that lesson. Amen, sister. I'm so tired of people going after people for no reason. It's really not, not even knowing them from Adam and Eve and just, you know, the internet, man. like see, because people can Gosh. do all of that from behind their cell phone. It's just exactly. you know, it's like, it's, yeah. there's no reason not to, which there's yeah. no reason not to, but you know, people will take the advantage mm-hmm. where they can find it. Yeah. 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 Wow. I think you guys are doing such incredible work. I think that, you know, this is so, so timely, um, especially in this, like live your best life era that everybody's in, like every age, mm-hmm. 13 year olds are like TikTok famous, excuse you, you know, yeah. <laughs> everyone's like doing something really cool. So I think this is definitely mm-hmm. very timely and um, it, it, it definitely has a, a, the potential. And actually I think it already is like shifting the way people think about aging for women, especially, which we already go through a lot. Okay. So aging shouldn't be one of our problems, frankly. Yes. Right. Girl, we have amen. so much going on in life to, to have to worry about. I mean, look at today's date, you know, January 6th, there's so much going on in our worlds that do we really need to worry about somebody's style or someone's hair or someone's age or someone's great like what we need to be worrying about is all the experiences that we can all connect to, which is yes, like, you know, yes. <clears throat> Living life in full color, just do yeah. that. You know, okay. and I feel yeah, and, and I think the beautiful thing about it is like it's it's organizations like ours and, and others that are popping up too that you know I think collectively we're all kind of creating, hopefully creating the change that your generation, future generations will be able to step into a little bit more confident and owning their age from the get-go. Because we oftentimes say, how do I know what I know now about growing older and, or, you know, and stepping into myself? Um, 
I would be in a much better shape now mentally, emotionally than I am right now at times, but that's okay. We want to change that conversation. We want to, you know, be able to pave the way for, you know, generations to be able to say, it's okay to, to get, you know, to turn 40, to turn 50 and celebrate it versus hide it. Yes. Yes. And I think also, I mean, with age comes wisdom and also just a breath of experience that you can always tap into. You always have that. Like you're not, you're never going to unlive what you live. And the older you get, you just live more things. And so you have, yes, you know, you have all these things that you can pull from me. I, so I, this is, you know, this is neither here nor there. When I was 20, I was like broke, broke, like super broke. Okay very not very financially up until not very rec- very recently too so uh, but my mindset the older i get the more opportunities i have the more experiences i have i'm like okay i think about money a little bit differently i think mm-hmm. about security a little bit differently i think about all these different i think about how i look a little bit differently um and all of that is is only adding to who i'm becoming and so if the the whole thing of if i knew what if i knew then what i know now i would be so much better there's no way to know then what you know now yeah i can promise you all the information about like saving money can be out there in the world which it probably is now 20 year olds will still be 20 year olds and they're still going to do what yes until there's yes. and they're like, I should. I'll it. never forget when a manager told me uh, to in at my very first company um, to, you know, save money, put more money towards my 401k and start a retirement account. I thought she was crazy. Not really. But I mean, I was like, what? Yeah. like OK, I need to spend this money on a new outfit for the weekend. I'm going out. <laughs> Priorities. Right. I got a new I got a new CD and said, you know, anyway, um, and I wish I would have (laughs) listened. No, absolutely. Seriously. So you're going to learn what you want to learn when it's time, when it's time. And I think the time is always right for what you're trying to do. I think I think. Thank you. Thank you. I I think you ladies are fabulous. I'm so excited. Like I want to come to a conference. My last question is going to be Mm. so. I'm coming to, you know, one of the second act women conferences. What's the fun things when, when the day is done and all the speeches and all the, you know, workshops and all the things, what are we doing? We have had, what are we not doing? (laughs) I know. Right. You know what? We actually have a really fun kind of like, so after the second, because we usually, our conferences are usually two days. And so Mm -hmm. we usually have kind of like a pajama party (laughs) on day two. Um, but it's an opportunity for women to come just in a chill, relaxed hair up, you know, have a couple of beds with them and just get real and get to know each other um, on a more just raw, authentic, intimate level. And it's just beautiful conversations that kind of erupt. And we've had all nighters sometimes. And so it's just a really kind of cool way to hang out and and build us you know build meaningful connections with other people. Yeah. And then when it comes to the daytime activities, we will start you out with the mimosa. Oh, yes. Or a mocktail, depending, okay. you know, because um, that's how we roll both ways. Um, a donut wall and really great conversations, really great uh, uh, leaders who are teaching you something new. We had Facebook actually lead a session on how to grow your community. We've had editors of publications teach you how to grow your public relations and your brand and your visibility. Uh, we have DJs. So we're playing, you know, beats all day long from the eighties. Cause that's where we are all the way up to today. So we're paying, playing post Malone to the BGs. Okay. That's nice. the seventies. Nice. Um, but 
Uh, and then timeless, we, I think. we, yeah, we have happy hours. We have, you know, brown, it's just a day filled with fellowship and fun. We make yeah. it so that you want to be there and you want to learn those lessons that we're teaching you yeah. or that our experts are teaching you. Um, and we provide a workbook that you get to work through as you're going throughout the day and breaks where you get to obviously photo walls and all that, you know, everybody does that, but it's pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I can I can like I can picture it right now I'm just like a donut wall that's you know it's a photo op and you get to eat it thank mm-hmm. you <laughs> I think you know there's nothing better um yes. thank you ladies so much before we you know wrap um just tell the people where to find you I know you're on Instagram at second act women what other yeah we're on LinkedIn Facebook uh we have a really great community on Facebook growing uh and so it's it's all at second act women on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. We're mostly on Facebook and LinkedIn for now and we are starting to grow our Instagram page as we are doing what you know, we're hiring our own. So we we're hiring people to help us with our digital marketing and, and other platforms to grow our community. We're also a membership community. So we do have a, a pardon me, the opportunity to, to uh, buy into our membership. And with that, because it's a start of the new year, mm-hmm. we have not only one of our graphic, our hot graphic tees that says unstoppable, right. but we also are giving away the uh, Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, with the membership. We always should start with why. Okay, well, I think that's all incredible. Classmates, you heard it right here. Go ahead and find, if you don't know, you better be scurling, scurrying, what's the word, scurrying? The internet right now, looking for second act women. Um, Even, I think even millennials can benefit. All our millennial listeners out there, pay attention. All our, um, what's the generation? Gen 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 Z. Gen X. Is it Z? We're Gen X. Oh, who are you talking about? Oh, no, the previous generation. I was talking about us, guys, and you. Yeah. Gen Gen Z. Gen Gen Xers out there, listen, Gen Z, listen. In fact, everybody just pay attention. Um, Get their moms involved. Right? I'm going to, I'm frankly, I'm going to call my mom after this and say, hey, you need to be a part of this community. Yes. Yesterday. Um, But thank you so very much for your time and for your expertise, for answering to your purpose, because I think that's what makes a difference in the world is when you say yes to what God has called you to do. Um, and you know, so I'm super grateful to have had the time to talk to you. Aww, thank, thank you for you having so us. Much, awesome. We appreciate it. I hope you had fun. I hope this was, you know, just as fun for you as it was for me. It was absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you. All righty. Well, classmates, that's it for this episode. I will see you guys in the very next one until then keep learning. Bye.